So, uh, Mike, I don't know what we're going to talk about. It's, it's cat plus one. Congratulations, uh, Mike. You're plus one. I finally made it. You fight, you know, and really <laughs> a long time coming. You, in many a way, you're the original capitalist uh, media plus one. Right. So thank you for yep. bearing with me as I went through my, you know, the, the pretty new faces I've picked up along the way. You know, uh-huh. I, I no problem. Back. No problem. I always come back. <laughs> I don't and, mind. I don't mind sharing the spotlight. Well, the spotlight is so small, it's almost insignificant to share it. What it was, you know, sharing part of such something so small is like, you know, fine, whatever. It's it's theoretical. But but you're here, and when you're here, you tend to make me a little, I don't know what, you, you focus me on the back on cigars. You're such a hardcore cigar guy. You, yep. you you focus me back on cigars. You know, Phil Phil was a plus one. We talked about what uh, supermarkets one time. Uh, what, 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 what I'm not doing supermarkets. Adidas talked about Adidas another time. Uh, Kevin was a plus one. I don't remember what we talked about. Ultimately, Kevin forgettable. You know, but but you you he stands you behind ready. such a big shadow. Mm, that's what it is. That, that could be it. But what you mentioned to me that you wanted to talk about, and I should actually pull it up so I could uh, chime in along the way, is uh, the Cigar Journal. Top, uh, what, 25, 2020? Yep. And yeah. uh, kudos, first of all, kudos to them for publishing their findings within the 2020 year. So good job, right. Cigar Journal, because uh, like we talked about before, and I'll say it here, uh, I, I think a little less of Cigar Aficionado uh, now that they made 2020 even weirder by publishing their top 25 of 2020 in the year 2021. Like, we, we, we get it. It's rough all over. But you couldn't have squeezed out a list for 2020, Cigar Aficionado. Right. Really? Really? You couldn't you couldn't throw something together, cobble something together to put out there to have some sense of like maybe this isn't the, the most catastrophic year in existence that ever was. Like come on. You know, they, but, maybe, but maybe they had maybe they had enough ads to fill up that December issue. <laughs> they, didn't to, they didn't need the top 25. You know, that could be it. How's that for a ploy? Let's see how many people drop Christmas ads. And then we'll uh, we'll adjust our top list the next month in accordance to that. I don't know. I don't know if I buy into that now that I spouted that myself. But it's 2020 sucks. We get it. As, as a media outlet, I think you have certain responsibilities. And I feel that myself in, of course, a much smaller way. Uh, you have certain responsibilities to stay the course, to not just just freak the fuck out, and uh, to not pass that on to your readership. And part of that is doing what you're going to do. And uh, the 2020 list should be in the year 2020. I mean, I, I, right. I don't know. I don't know. I, I could be wrong. Again, I'm a much, 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 much smaller entity, and I don't know what a large entity like that is looking at as far as uh, their list. 
you know, mine came out in September, but mine came out in September. You know, mine came out in September, but mine came out in September, meaning mine always comes right. out in September. So it came out in right. September. You know, sleet or hail or storm, dark of night, all of that stuff. Right, all that stuff that you deliver. All of that stuff that doesn't pertain any longer to the United States Postal Service still pertains right. to me. You know, uh, but I'm no hero. But I will say that not all heroes wear capes. Some heroes sit around their, you know, their spare bedroom and drink too much and smoke too much. But it, it, <laughs> it, it, it is what it is. So, so the top, uh, the top twenty-five. And, and first of all, Mike, you're way more up on this. We've talked about this on a roundtable. Cigar Journal has a different way of doing things as far as uh, putting together their top list than does Cigar Aficionado. Right. And, I and, believe I. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, I'm not really sure. I hadn't really uh, recalled that, and I haven't looked at it that closely this year. But I think it's more of a consensus thing. Yeah, that that's my feeling, and I don't want to get bogged. Down I don't recall that. what consensus they use. If it's if it's the uh, the voting entirely, or if there's other factors in there, but. It, it, it's, it's, it's not a it's popularity not a, vote. Right. It, 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 it's somewhere between popularity contest and editorial decision is, is where Cigar Journal falls. They borrow a little bit I, from both, to my minimal understanding. So, so I, I know one thing. I know one thing you're just champing at the bit to touch on with this list. <laughs> I can't imagine what that could be. Right, right. right. Could it possibly... <laughs> Could it possibly be the presence of uh, one A.J. Fernandez? Four times on the list out of 25. That's Two of the... them being his own personal brands. Uh, the, mm. number, the third one being Viva La Vida, which, as we know, is an excellent cigar. Right, right. And, a, year, uh, a year ago, my other. cigar of the year. Right. So... It, it, he, uh, the thing is, so, so fi- taking nothing away from having four in a top 25, it almost seems like he should have had more. Because <laughs> think of how much he makes. And, and what does that even mean when you think of that four in the top 25? Like, holy crap, high five, AJ. Way to, right. slay, way to slay the list. But you make a lot of cigars uh, 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 there's a, yeah they have their hands in everything switching now from AJ Fernandez to AJ Fernandez you know in an entity manner they they he whatever they make for everyone there's not a cigar smoker alive now that hasn't smoked an AJ Fernandez blend or creation right. or offering even if they have tried not to very hard for whatever reason it's going to be difficult to avoid AJ Fernandez. So with, with even, all that, even at the yeah, even at the very least, if it's just been produced in his factory, whether right. he had a hand in the blending or not. So, so with all that, are you happy with him having four, or do you think he should have had what, maybe a half a dozen in the top twenty-five? Uh, uh, not every cigar that he puts out is the greatest cigar in the world. 
Uh, and remember, he puts out a lot more blends than just the blends that are in his own purview. Um, I think he's only got six or eight that are actually under his own name. Right. With, with uh, his, whatever with he his. makes for other people, he makes for other people. And that, of course, depends on how much they want to pay for the tobacco he's going to supply them. This is true. This is true. And how deep their connection is and any, any number of things. But, but for, and, and for him, family and connection is a big thing. Right. That's a, that's a, that's a decent showing. Nobody's going to take any way, anything away from having four. People would give their eye teeth for one. Right, and they would probably and, and write, his, be his right best doing showing show. here, And his best showing here is number four, the Bayes Artes Maduro Lancero. Right, which is interesting in a couple of ways because, uh, well, first of all, what pops out of me is Lancero. Yes. And I Absolutely. know it's number four, like you said, and it is not, in in all fairness, it's not cigar aficionado, um, but Lanceros typically don't sell very well. But then a high a high finish and four is considered a high finish, and Cigar Journal is considered a large publication. Do you think that's going to help them sell it all? It can't hurt. Well, that that goes back to what we were talking about the other day in, in the group discussion. Uh, I don't really think that. Even at number four, I don't think it moves the needle. I really don't. I think, I, think, I think you're looking at one and two moving the needle for a cigar journal. Maybe three. Maybe three, depending mm. on what it is. Maybe three, exactly, depending on what it is, and that has more to do with the company itself than the list. I think the company yes. has some sway there. And when you're looking at cigar aficionado, I don't think you could still go much further than three moving the needle maybe four moves the needle with the same precepts that you know that cigar journal number three has but attach it to uh, cigar aficionado four i i don't think uh, there's not going to be a bum rush at the door right but i i think the important thing to remember is that with the cigar aficionado list if nothing else it gives you a little notoriety the your name is mentioned on that list that means something to people Definitely, definitely. But as, the as, cigar as our journal, kept, as our friend Lee kept saying, that's a that's a PowerPoint thing for them. Cigar of the year doesn't matter who it was that made them cigar of the year. This was a cigar of the year for someone. Co cigar of the year. Now, do do I, I? You know, I'm on the fence if I fully buy that. Honestly, I thought about that afterward. Because uh, okay. I, I, think, I think that lives on a spectrum, and that spectrum is: Are you cigar aficionado or are you Kaplowitz Media? Like, uh, uh, as far as a, a brand using where cigar of the year, it's eye catching. It's a great sales point, but if you scratch the surface of it, does it hold up? So, in, in other words, a company comes in to a retailer and they say, hey, you need part of this. We have Cigar of the Year on our hands. And that's going to sound good. That might raise an eyebrow. But what if there's a follow-up question of who's Cigar of the Year? Now, you're going to have a totally different response if you say Cigar Aficionado, which you wouldn't have to say because they would know already, and Kaplowitz Media to throw myself under the bus. So at what point is that almost like a letdown? 
uh, it's capitalist media. And I really shouldn't be throwing myself under the bus like that. But it, I guess I'm, I'm a little dubious as to if that holds, if that scans. You know, when, when right, but, yeah, but, but you also have to remember that when you talk about cigar aficionado, regardless of the name, that is a more general public publication that more people read than just the real aficionados. So if you're talking to the aficionados, they know what's going on, and they'll know several of the lists they'll be familiar with, and those are meaningful sure. for them. Right. But if you tell it to an ordinary consumer, one list is another. He's never heard of any of them except aficionado. Huh. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and the thing you, when you start unpacking who exactly Cigar Aficionado is for, it, like you said, it's not for the Cigar Aficionado. It, it's for more toward a noob, more toward somebody looking to explore and learn than it is yeah, for an actual I, aficionado. Right. I see it more of a general publication that a guy who smokes once a month or twice a month, he would read that magazine as sure. would a guy who smokes twice a day. Sure. So uh, it's got a much broader range of appeal is what I'm trying to say. It, it does, but ultimately it does get also bogged down in welcoming new people to the fold, which is super important. I, I, I think they're the largest ambassador that the lifestyle has. But they're predominantly, in my opinion, that they're a welcome mat to newcomers, to people wanting to find out more about cigars, because they're so out there. If you go to if you go to a cigar shop, or even if you don't, if you're at like a bookstore, if those still exist, and you have any inkling, even in the back of your mind, that you're interested in cigars, maybe you just smoked your first cigar, and you see Cigar Aficionado, and there's like a familiar face on the cover, that's where you're going to go. And at that right. point, they're more of an ambassador to people that are new, again, than they are to the aficionado. The, right. the aficionado that's a good point. The aficionado quickly kind of moves on. And we, we talked about that. And I don't know if Cigar Journal goes that way, too. Cigar Journal, for me, and I've said it before, it's my favorite of the large publications, Cigar Journal, right. for many reasons. I think the reviews are the best. I think what they review is far superior than what Cigar Aficionado reviews. Um, right. Anyway, but <clears throat> it's, it's – um, and by the way, not COVID. I'm coughing because I can't seem to swallow my coffee correctly. It's, it's, <laughs> it's staggering what I'm up against here. But I, I don't you – know, you see, what's happening here, Mike, is interesting because – Cigar aficionado continues to be the elephant in the room that we always wind up addressing, just like in one of the previous roundtable episodes when we got pretty bogged down in cigar aficionado while we were talking about not. Right. So it's it, it's kind of like a black hole, is cigar aficionado. But but let's let's adhere to. I, I want to do kind of like a quick recap of cigar journals. And uh, the number one is the Placencia offering, the uh, Alma Fuerte, the Robusta. Good cigar. That, that's a cigar I didn't review, but I have smoked. I smoked a couple of them. It just wasn't – it was a situation where I was hanging out a couple of times. I wasn't reviewing. So, in according – you know, so don't look for it on my list because I have to review right. 
to be on the list. But um, I don't want to say it was an exquisite guitar, uh, cigar, but it was an excellent, excellent cigar. So yes, really, I, I've only had one. I've only had one, and indeed, it was a very good cigar. Construction was flawless, which you right. expect from those guys. I mean, when you get to these big people, you really expect flawless construction all the time. It, it, it's, How it's could almost, you not? It's it's almost, you know it really when you go to the big boys like that, it's almost like a form of insurance in a way. And I've talked about it before with Drew Estate particularly. You know you're going to pay a little bit more. You know it might not be uh, for like uh, 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 an experienced, experienced palate that's going to wow you with complexity, but you also know it's going to be an excellent cigar and it's going to have a tremendous build. And, uh, I mean, at the end of the day... And tons of smoke. And tons of smoke, and you just know you're going to have a good one. You're not going to get a bad one. So, yeah, but all things considered, I don't have a problem with that being number one. Um, number two is is a Perdomo. Yes. One that I have not smoked. Have you smoked that, the Selection Vintage Imperio Sungrown? I love the names. Yeah, that's, that's their uh, ESV. That's also an excellent cigar. But I like Perdomo. Uh, I like the flavor profile in his cigars. Um, I really like the way you can actually tell the difference between different wrappers. You know, every cigar comes in three versions, and the guts are all the same. All the changes is the wrapper. And there's a huge difference in the three cigars. I just now, love that, being uh, able to, to notice that. Do you know if they tweak the ratio of the filler? As far as, I know, they, as far as I know, they're the same base. So wow. you, could take, you could take all of them that were rolled already and put whatever wrapper on you want. Interesting. That's uh, yeah, that's that's, 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 a nice, that's to my understanding. I could be incorrect. Nice so, so is yeah. it? So, what is it? It's uh, it's Nicaraguan Puro, is what I'm looking at. Except except in Connecticut, which and is in Ecuador, Connecticut. Ecuadorian Connecticut. That's uh, that's my preferred Connecticut anymore. I don't know. I I, I kind of you know what I do anymore. I look at the makeup of a cigar. Now, the, it says here the wrapper is, the Pedermo cigars, the wrapper is Nicaraguan, the binder is Nicaraguan, and the filler is Nicaraguan, according to Cigar right. Journal. And, um, right, that's on, that's on the Sun Grown and the Maduro. Right. The Connecticut is Ecuador, Connecticut, although I understand he is now trying to grow Connecticut in Nicaragua so he can have control over all the tobacco. <laughs> Interesting. So I know what it tastes yeah. like. I'm growing I, broadly I, there. Yeah, you know, but but what I was going to say was I I could read I could read the the makings of a cigar and know the company profile on top of that and pretty much experience the cigar, not not in a way that I could write about it, of course, but I, I kind of know if I was going to smoke it, I would I would probably be pretty spot on with what my right and, and I find do. that with. I find that with a lot of the big guys that they have a fingerprint that right. you can and recognize. That's and good. it goes from the fact that it's the fact that they're all using their own tobacco that they grow and that they process. And everybody does things a little different. So that same um, Corojo uh, leaf grown in different, fact in different farms is going to be different at different factories. And they have the consistency 
that they have a fingerprint. I mean, you know, you right. can tell an AJ when you got an AJ. You can tell yeah. a Perdomo when you got a Perdomo. Yeah, and and it should be that way. That's not a slight. Not not for me agreeing. It should be that way. It's branding. Right. It, it's it's your portfolio. So number three, Mike. Number three, Davidoff limited edition special, perfecto. Have you smoked this one? No. I have. Okay. Again, not not in a writing about it kind of way. Um, unfortunately. But uh, for you, Mr. A.J. Fernandez, A.J. Whore, if I may be so bold, uh-huh. this is not for you. But you probably knew I, that. I, I, as soon as I saw the name David off, most of them are not. Right. <laughs> so, for me, there's a very big, big gap there in the price-value ratio. Yeah, you know, the thing, the thing about Davidoff is, and I'm going to lump this one in with it, the number three, is – for as mild as they are, and I'm not saying they're mild proper, I'm saying milder. For a milder profile, it always seems to surprise me that there's so few intricacies in Davidoff. They're just kind of mellow mild. You know, they're, they kind of, I don't want to say bland, but one of the things I like, or the thing I like about a milder profile is that you get a lot of stuff going on, a lot of complexity, you know, and not so much with this one, Ah, you know, I, I, I don't know. Uh-huh. What did they say? Floral fruity. Yeah. I, I mean, move, moving on. Here's number four. We talked about it already. That's the highest ranking. Fernandez. Uh, it's it's uh, it, we'll see. I, I haven't smoked it, but then we have number five. The blend itself, I can say, of course, is excellent. The right. Bellas Artes Maduro is delicious. Yeah, and Lancero should make it deliciouser for the reasons it's delicious. I haven't it had it in work. that Patola, but yeah, it seems to work with it. So uh, and anyway, number five, Daniel Marshall, Carlos Fuente, right. Haven't smoked uh, it. I believe the Fuente uh, Fuente makes all of the Daniel Marshall cigars. Right, that's my understanding. And, uh, yeah, I, I've I've had one and it was good, but I'm not a huge Fuente fan, as as so many people are. Right, they. I mean, they're a huge company at this point, and as far as sales, right, but it's it's a it's a Dominican profile, and I prefer a Nicaraguan profile. And, and not only is it a Dominican profile, but it's a very Dominican profile from back in the nineties. It's, it's it's right. It's right. It's the granddad of them. Right, right, and 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 it is what it is. No, uh, speaking of old school, number six, La Aurora, one hundred seven anniversary. It's a Nicaraguan robusto. Yeah, the uh, the one hundred seven used to be a Dominican cigar. I mm. believe the original one might have been blended by Jose Blanco. Sounds right. Back That's in the day. That scans. Yeah. I don't, I, mm-hmm. this is one, not only have I not smoked this one, but I know nothing about it. So Nor I got I. nothing to add. There we go. Moving on. This is an excellent recap show. This is one of the things I miss about the current, the, the current events 
uh, this was a season where I would get together with my buddies on Thursday night, and we would talk about, just like this, we talk about the list. Should this right. be higher? Should this be lower? Who smoked it? Who hasn't? That right. same kind of discussion was always fun. And, and I will say one thing uh, before I go on to number seven. There has been no presence of anybody that's not a big guy. There's been no little guy shout-out so far on this list. This, they're this coming. This, this, these are all – they're coming? Okay, because I haven't scanned okay. ahead yet. I wanted to surprise myself a little bit. Plus, I'm, I'm lazy. Okay. But uh, So number seven, El Rey del Mundo. Cubano. Ay, ay, ay. Have not smoked it. Have you? Uh, nor I. Uh, are we allowed to say anything? No. Nah. But, uh, uh, yeah, of course, it's legal. You could have smoked it. But so it's number, not one of the bigger brands. It's not. I guess, uh, you know, that kind of flies in the face of what I just said because it isn't, I mean, it's not Dunbarton, but it's also not Cohiba. You know, so it, right. it, it's nice to have that on or there. Or Monte Cristo or up. I mean, it's it's not one of the big five. Now, it, it, let, let me. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about Cubans about Cuban cigars, and there's two distinct camps of thought. One is, and it's a little less popular nowadays, that they are the king of cigars. If you're not smoking a Cuban, you're not smoking an excellent cigar. <laughs> Le James Suckling would never smoke a Nicaraguan. You know, never. He, he right. just wouldn't. It would be like it would be like drinking an American wine. It's garbage, trash. He also didn't carry them in his store. <laughs> but anyway, so so the more popular way to look at Cubans is they just aren't good anymore. They you, they're, they're all plugged up. Their construction is bad. They're not ready to smoke when you buy them. They're too mild for the American market, the American palate. And I'm wondering, with all things, the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. But the driving force now, saying that they aren't worth anything, that's smacks of marketing on marketing to America, companies marketing that that train of thought, that line to... Don't even think about those. Right. They're no good. You don't want that. You want Nicaraguans. You want Dominicans. You want Hondurans. You don't want... Cubans are no good because we could sell you these Nicaraguans. So it it starts to feel like... I mean, I've smoked Cuban cigars. I know they're not garbage. I know they're not the greatest. They're they're another cigar-growing region. They're another tobacco-growing region with its own characteristics. They're not the greatest. They're not the worst. But I'm not going to believe that they suck any more than I'm going to believe that if you're not smoking Cubans, you're smoking trash. And, 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 I think the prob- and I think the problem is they're not all plugged. But if you buy a box of 10 Monte Cristo cigars and you pay $400 for that box of cigars and two of them are unsmokable because they're plugged, not a very good advertisement for those. It's a bad look. It's a bad look. It's very bad. And right. I, and I and I can't and that's what they're you, up against. Right. Well, I could also tell you that you are going to get more plugged cigars from Cuba than you are from Nicaragua. Nicaragua has really made huge advancements in construction, in particular, in keeping with the draw. 
and they they do a lot of testing. They're very careful. They're meticulous with it. And you are you might see. I mean, the chances are, if you smoke through a box, you're not going to get a plug Nicaraguan if it's of premium quality. And if you it's, smoke through ten boxes, you might get a couple. A couple. I mean, really, I can't I can't remember the last time I got a cigar that was plugged to the point that I couldn't smoke it. Whether it's Nicaraguan, whether it's Honduran, whether it's Dominican, it it seems like a problem of the past and or Cuba to have. I've occasionally cigar. I've occasionally had one that needed some assistance from a tool, uh, but beyond that, it's it has it's not really an issue. Right, and, and to um, me, if you, if I if think the problem if an I assist works, the- if I, if I could massage it out, if I could poke through it with a toothpick, if I could work it, it's okay. It's not plugged right. to the point of not being smokable. I've had Cubans that I just couldn't draw, and it was like a pencil. Right. So anyway, maybe I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, proving myself incorrect, but I, I really, uh, I don't know. I don't buy the whole thing that I, Cubans are trash. I think one of the big problems is that nowadays most big cigar factories are doing some sort of draw testing. Right. I don't think they do that in Cuba because I think the problem is cu- in Cuba is that even if they're plugged, they've got to sell them. Right. There's not so a lot. they're not even looking. Yeah. They don't even look. That well, why would you want to know? What, what, what does it right. do for you to know? Right. You know, it, right. it's, it's a different situation. Well, so, you put all the plugged ones in one box. And- <laughs> right, and then you sell them for 200 <laughs> What a deal. Yep. Anyway, moving on. Number eight. Let's just do. Let's just stick to the top ten. Three more. Okay. Eight, nine, and ten. Number eight. Tatuaje. M. E. Two. Churchill. I, I have not had that in the Churchill, but that's an excellent cigar. I've, it is a I've, great San Andres. I've been. Yeah, I've great not, San Andres. I've not had the Churchill. Um, I can't remember the format. I did smoking it. If I had to guess, a robusto type thing. But uh, it was an excellent cigar, very tatuaje, and I mean yes. that in a good way. Very tatuaje, very very pepin, very very my father, very whatever you want to say, very very peppery, very chocolatey, very nice. You you right. Be- I, 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 I think that if somebody asked me, tell me a cigar that's like Mexican hot chocolate, this is probably the one I'd recommend. Yeah, it's a you know I. It, I was going to say it's the perfect uh, dessert stick, but it's a certain type of dessert. It requires a very heavy meal before for it to fit the bill of the dessert stick because right. there is pepper and there is spice. But uh, it, it's some, some, some word along the lines of a dessert stick. There's also a good deal of savoriness in it. But uh, it, what, what does it say? The tasting notes mentioned the word voluptuous. I like that word. <laughs> yep. And I like it in that context. So... Number nine, Rocky Patel. I'm a completely. Uh, I have not had it. I'm completely, Mike, completely ignorant of this blend. Oh, wait, I, I thought it was a different one. Yes, I have had this one. I got it uh, from the Cigar Authority. They were um, going to do the contest. Um, I tried to slow smoke it. I didn't do too good. Oh, this is the this is the slow yes. smoking championship. The cigar oh. smoking world championship. Oh <laughs> gosh! It, it, oh, wow! And shout out to former champion Darren. 
friend of show. Got to have him back on. Right. Principal Cigars. But uh, I did not know that. You know, I immediately want to smoke this cigar, and I want to do it for a completely different reason than I've ever wanted to smoke a cigar in my life before. I want okay. to smoke this thing. I, I don't care what it tastes like, taking nothing away from Rocky Patel. I don't care what it tastes like. I don't care about anything else. I just want to see how these guys smoke this cigar for, like, hours. It's right. a Mareva. <laughs> Jesus. I, I think I got to about an uh, I don't know an hour and fifteen minutes. I, 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 what I found was I was smoking it really slow, and I wasn't getting anything out of the cigar. And I finally said, if I want to smoke the cigar, I'd like to know how it tastes. <laughs> Could you imagine you you sit down with a what is it? A, it's five and one eighth by forty two. You sit down with right. it for about three hours, and afterwards somebody's like, so how was that cigar anyway? And you look at them and go, I have no idea. Right. I, how <laughs> was that cigar? Was it was about three about, hours. Right. <laughs> the only thing I was worried about is, is it going to go out yet? Do I need to take a puff? Right. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. That, it, seems, it seems almost like a masochistic move to, to make – to make that cigar, this slow-smoking championship cigar, that vital. I think that's the size. That's the standard size for the slow smoke, I think. Jeez. Something uh, Corona-ish. I don't know. I don't know. So I, I don't know what it tastes like. I have not smoked this. Like I said, I didn't even know it was that cigar. Now it's a famous cigar. All of a sudden. It went from me not knowing what it was to being famous in my mind, and I still haven't smoked it and have no plans on it, really. But I, I, would, uh, I would use it, I guess. For, from what I got out of it, I don't think it really should have a place on the list. It could just be that it, it has that certain amount of notoriety, and that's why it ended up there. I don't know. You know, and, and if you're going to tuck, and I'm not saying that they did this purposefully, but if you're going to have like a throwaway appearance on a list, the middle of that list is a good place to do it in, in anything. If, if you're going to if you're going to have something just make an appearance because you want it to make an appearance, number nine is a good spot to put it in for that. You know, I would have thought below the ten line though. Well, but that's almost that, that's like another level of we have to say this but we don't want to. That almost looks suspicious if you go below ten. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Really, here we are at ten now. Juan Lopez ER two thousand eighteen. I don't even know what that is, Mike. I smoke cigars for a little another, another Cuban. Another Cuban. See? I don't know. I don't know. Spicy wood. And that's, 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 again, another small, another small brand in Cuba, Juan Lopez. That's true. It's, it's, it, again, it's not Cohiba. It's not any of the big boys. So, so why are they going little in Cohiba, almost boutique, in, uh, in, uh, I'm sorry, in Cuba, but they're staying with the big guys in America so far? I don't know. I don't gonna, know. I'm going to look ahead. So here, just... So, I just take a quick look at number 11. I happen to notice that that's the other A.J. Fernandez cigar. Yeah, I, I just saw that too. Number 12 is, uh, what is it, Casa Torrent. Uh, that's it. And, and number 13, Vega Fina. Yeah, there's a definite theme to this list, Mike. Yeah. And, and then number 14, another A.J., Viva La Vida. Yep. And then number 15, Villager. I'm going to stop reading at that point. But, uh, yeah, so. <laughs> the Black Forest. Uh -huh. The Black Forest. Uh, uh, 
maybe a maybe the most excellent Villiger. Villiger has some trouble with. Yes, I, I would I would firmly agree. That's one of the, that's one of the better cigars from them. Yeah, uh, and 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 uh, so if they're going to put the list, one of theirs on the list, if they're going to put one of theirs on the list, that's the one they should have done. And this has been your wrap up show. So I'm I'm tired of talking about cigars. I'm talking about cigars. I'm smoking a cigar. What's going on with you? That's not cigars, Mike. Anything new in your life? Not a whole lot. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're just on cruise control. Uh, I can't wait. Yeah, pretty much. I can't wait for cruise control to kick in. I just, uh, uh, people listening to this are going to be listening Wednesday and they're going to know by then and they know by now, but they don't hear me until then, that there was no uh, Kaplowitz radio program. The most recent one was at 207 because I had no floors for a little bit. So who won the demolition derby? Oh my God. You would not believe the noise involved. Like you wouldn't think flooring would be that noisy of an endeavor. But it was tremendously noisy, and uh, it was raining out, and I couldn't get out of the house, and you're not supposed to leave your house anyway, so I'm stuck here hiding in my, in my spare room upstairs just waiting for it all to go away. But now it's done, and I have a nice fake hardwood floor. So Did they do a good job? They did a fantastic job. I walk downstairs and I have to regulate my voice to somewhat of a whisper still because if I use my full voice downstairs without the wall-to-wall carpeting, it just bounces all over the place. Echoes. Yeah. Oh, it's it, so it now bobbies. you need some wall hangings to deaden it. I need some wall hangings. I I, I need I need some more area rugs and I I need to uh, not use my full voice ever. Maybe we'll see. But uh, we'll, uh, Kaplowitz Radio will be back. And actually, let me take a moment to hype something that's coming up. Kaplowitz Radio podcast is going to be back, and the next time will be 207. But more importantly than that, it's going to be a Festivus extravaganza, an airing of grievances, Mike, <laughs> in the roundtable. Okay. okay. I, have, I don't want to oversell this, but I have that pegged as the show of the year. <laughs> I, 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 again, don't want to oversell it, but if you only listen to one Kaplowitz radio program this year, listen to that one. But if you do do that, made no sense for me to say it here because you're, by definition, not listening to this one. But if you want to listen to this and one other <laughs> Kaplowitz radio presentation, <laughs> make it episode 207 coming up in a few days from this drop. So you got nothing new going on. I've talked myself to death. I mean, the biggest thing that happened here was eight inches of snow. Oh. That's the first big snow we've had like in a year and a half, almost two years. Yeah, that reminds crazy. me. That reminds me of uh, of something, Mike. What, what what's 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 ten inches and white? What? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> That's the joke. I but know. eight inches but eight inches isn't bad. <laughs> but eight inches isn't bad. And what we're getting is a deluge of downpour and rain and just terrible Pacific Northwest, slightly chilly and like annoyingly chilly and ridiculously wet weather. That's yeah. what we're getting here. We have flood warnings for the rest of the weekend. 
and it's a great time to have new flooring, just in time for a flood. So I'm being careful. <laughs> I'm, fo- I'm following everybody around with, like, a, a rag towel, wiping down the floor like it was a bar. <laughs> That's what that, that's you're gonna have to you have to build up some sandbags around the house now. I, I don't know what the it, it's it happens every year. I know what to do. You stay inside, and you got to stay inside anyway. Like I said, so I'm inside watching the rain, smoking cigars, and drinking wine. I mean, I really can't complain, you know, but I will. Yep. And I'm and I'm gonna. Oh my God, I'm gonna complain on the Festivus Extravaganza, Mike. I have grievances. I, I, I have okay. I have some grievances, and I hope you could partake in that one because uh, you know what I, uh, I I thought you would have some grievances, but you you seem to not. But I want I'm you. I'm a be- show, very right? mellow guy. You are, but uh, I, I think maybe we'll have to pry some grievances out of you, just in the spirit of festivals. There's got to be something <laughs> you're upset about. Uh, if you get me worked up enough, I might let you know. There you go. There you go. And um, I guess, we, you know, what do we do today? We went through, in a very poor manner, we went through the Cigar Journal Cigars of the Year for 2020, or some of them. Uh, we, I guess one takeaway I have from this is I have to smoke better cigars. I didn't smoke nearly enough of those cigars, Mike. Am I doing this wrong? Uh, I didn't either. I've, so, in general... I, I probably smoke 150 to 175 new cigars every year. Wow. And this year, I, I'm at 99 right now. Do you know this for a fact? Yeah, I, I have records. <laughs> wow. You're a lunatic. I had no yep. idea. I had no idea. that You know, that's something I admire about you, though, Mike, besides your obvious lunacy is that you like trying different sticks. You don't... I, uh, variety is the spice of life. It really is. I never understood these guys, and I used to be a regular smoker, and I still smoke different stuff every chance I got. I wasn't one of those guys that every Friday they go in and they buy a box of the same thing. I don't understand... You know, God bless them. They found what, what works, but... You're telling me there's not something else you would get a kick out of experiencing? And, and when I talk to a guy like that in the lounge, the thing I can't understand is when they say, well, I don't want to try something different because I know mine is good and that one might not be. Yeah, but it might be better also. I mean, come I on. Yeah, how negative. This is me talking. And this is me saying that don't be that negative. I'm pretty negative. <laughs> If I'm telling you to, uh, you know, be a little more positive, and even if it is not, it, I, first of all, define worse. It's just not to your liking as much as your normal brand. You still expose your palate to something different. You're that much right, but a they're, better they're, smoker. Their, their way of thinking is that I'm not going to enjoy it as much. I'll put it down, and I'll smoke one of my regular ones anyway. And then, and then you're out that, that <laughs> fun for, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't get it. I mean, I, I've I've always been a fan of the sampler pack from way back. I love getting a sampler. Right. Love it. So, yep. I, I don't know. But I'll tell you what. I'm going to go walk my dog in the rain, Mike. This has been a very cigar-heavy uh, cat plus one. 
episode. As I, it usually I, is with me. I mean, you really, you, you really <laughs> pressure me into into coming to grips with the fact that I am somewhat part of cigar media, and I just right. can't talk about. You, you know what? Tomorrow I get to talk to Dion, another disillusioned D program podcast, and I don't know what we're going to talk about, but it won't be cigars. Right. It never is. It never is. Eh, what do you think of that? Let's end on that. I like note. it as a change of pace. But is it a change of pace if it's always the same pace? Well, a change of pace for me from all the cigar stuff I listen to. Oh, kind of like so the something different. different. It's, right. Gotcha. Well, I'm glad we could provide that. And if we provide that for anyone else listening out there, send money. And they're always fun to listen to also. We're two very clever people, myself. And, uh, and, and I don't know if he's like that in real life, but he seems to be very droll <laughs> and a good counterpoint to you. <laughs> Uh, no comment. Dion Giolito has no personal <laughs> life. I've been told to repeat that publicly every chance I get. There really is no Dion Giolito. Anyway, anyway, Mike, thanks for the time. I appreciate it. Always fun. Always and, a pleasure. And, uh, and hopefully I talk to you on the Festivus program, and we, and we get you to voice some displeasure about something. I'll, I'll try to think of something good. That's your homework. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Thank you. All right. Take care. Amazing. I, I did like that one. I did like that one.